My name is Tracy B. Allen. I'm the owner of TBA Consulting. I help social entrepreneurs to develop systems and processes that allow them to design, build, and fund their dreams as well as maximize their social impact in the community. Hey y'all, I am Ty Boone, and that's where I go with the y'all, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I am owner of Ty Boone Enterprises. I am a nonprofit success strategist and a program development strategist. I help organizations move from startup and struggle to sustainability and success, hopefully without the traditional headache and counsel. But y'all know sometimes y'all give it to me. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy B. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TBA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. That's the only way that's going to be it, is if we want to bring back that hashtag. And we don't want to do that because we don't want to have anybody going to jail. But yeah, so we can get started. So I think Ty basically gave the introductions as to who we are. Um, again, my name is Tracy B. Allen. I own um, TBA Consulting, and I'm a social um, enterprise impact strategist. I help social enterprises to create revenue and create max maximize their impact, basically. Yes, if you do the work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If you do the work. And so today we're going to be talking about, it's a three-part series. It's called Keeping It Legit because, like Ty said, I'm all about compliance and making sure people stay out of jail. And when you're dealing with social enterprises and nonprofits, it's a slippery slope, like one wrong move, and you can find yourself in a very precarious situation that's going to cause you to be lose your reputation and end up behind bars. So we want to make sure that you're staying compliant and keeping everything above board with your nonprofit organization, making sure that you're reporting when you're supposed to be reporting, reporting on time, and just keeping really good records. And we're going to be talking about record keeping, I think, tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking about record keeping tomorrow. So go ahead, Ty. About this this morning in my lightning about you know bookkeeping, record keeping, even being able to manage everything, right? And to keep it legit, um, not tying your 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 accounts together, you know. I um, see a lot of that going on in both worlds, right? Mm -hmm. Tying your starting your businesses, not set, not setting up business accounts, it's tying your 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 business with your personal account. Those things that will keep you. In trouble, and that are just you know simply not legitimate ways to move forward. Um, even when you're, when you're talking about nonprofits, formation at this bottom level right now, where you know everybody has a new idea, everybody wants to start a new business, a new organization. 
um, right now and things like um, having family members on your board. And I know that's not, you know, illegal to do, but it's not it's not good practice. You don't want to do that because you start to cross line, right? You start to get into places or spaces where you're starting to do things that aren't completely according to the rules. And sometimes I know we excuse ourselves, right? We're like, okay, we're like, okay, I, I just, this is not how I intended this to be. It's okay this time, and I'll pay myself back from this, you know, that kind of thing, without keeping those accurate references. See, I heard you today in your past program talking about um, loaning money to mm-hmm. your business instead of giving it. Even things like that, and knowing what you know, where to draw the line, what, what, what is a loan um, to your business? How do you separate those funds? Um, how do you how do you um, schedule your payback if it's going to be a loan? What type of what type of, of conditions need to go in place for, for a loan? Just like you're doing here for the bank. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the things I needed to make clear when I did my capacity cram today. Is that yes, you can loan your business money, but no, you cannot charge your business interest. What exact amount that you gave to the business as a loan is the exact amount that you need to collect from the business. Nothing more. Okay, you can collect less if you want to, but you cannot collect any more money. But I find um, far too often that nonprofit organizations want be self-fund and people are going dipping into their retirement accounts, they're dipping into um their savings accounts, they're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul to try to keep the nonprofit afloat. But what you can do is to loan the money to the organization. This is a startup loan, just like if you were going to the bank. And as the organization makes money, of course, you have to have a, a legal document between you and your business to have that business pay you back in installments until you get your money back. So you, when I hear people talk about just drowning the money in their, their organizations or their businesses, there's a better way to do it, especially if you're really serious about making a go at it and becoming profitable, there's a way to get your money back. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, I, I love to talk about nonprofits and what we are not doing, right? I want to talk, you know, uh, a lot of people go, you always talk about the negative stuff. Like everybody ain't putting their nonprofit monies in their cash app. But for those of you who are, I mean, for y'all to start doing better, right? Um, right. Nothing against cash app because there is, you know, there are, and it wasn't like this, I guess, when cash app started because initially I would just tell everybody, just stay away from that, don't do that. Um, but there are ways now that you can set cash app up for business. You know, they start um, sending you email communications when you send people, people money. But you want to make sure that you are keeping up with this. You want to get something like Wave or, or QuickBooks so you can um, put your accounting, your basic accounting systems in place if nothing else. Because what's, what are you going to do is when an audit comes and you have to stand, you have to represent what you've done with this money. And it's not just, you know, being legit is not just about the money, but that's the first thing that people look at. Because when, you think, when I think about being legit, I think about what happens if we're getting audited, a financial audit. You know? Right. Um, and, and, that, and that's a good segue into what you said I would talk about or, or touch on because I'm not going to talk about it in depth. But one of the things with the um, the PPP and the, especially the PPP right now, this new wave, is that you have to show a 25 25% decrease in revenue between 2018, 2019, and 20. 
if you don't have accurate records, how are you going to show this um, decrease, this 25% decrease in revenue? And that was a problem that a lot of people ran into. The last time we had the PPP is a lot of people could not get the PPP loan because they did not have the records to prove they were filing their income taxes correctly. Um, they were filing losses on their income taxes every year for the business. So if you are not making any money in the business, why am I giving you money to help to sustain the business? At this point, your business may as well be considered to be a hobby. So to ties um to what ty said yes you must have good record keeping you can get something as simple as quickbooks for 12 to 25 dollars a month if you don't know how you to work it yourself it's okay you pay for the subscription and you can give your accountant access to do all of the things behind the scenes that need to be done for quickbooks if you have accurate um record keeping when it comes to your finances it's a click of a button to get the necessary information that you need to turn over to your bank or whoever is asking you for the money. So these are just little small things that you can do to be compliant, especially in the financial department. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, and I mentioned this to you last time that I, when I heard you mention it before. Mm -hmm. When you're doing your taxes, your business taxes, a lot of people are trying to fly under the, the radar. Yes. Right? If you get these fancy accountants and they and they tell you, you know, stuff like, oh, we're gonna just we're just gonna report that we that we had to do a gain thing, that everything was a loss or one is negative. When you do that consistently, you're not communicating that you have a business because businesses are supposed to make money, right? And I know what we're doing, we're trying to avoid um tax debt, right? Like we're not trying to pay any taxes. So we're gonna Tell the IRS that we had all these super expenses that we didn't have, and we we experienced loss after loss. And when you're doing things like that, you're really putting your business in a bad position, um, making it difficult a lot of times to get access to some of this funding that's available. Absolutely. And if you're a nonprofit organization, just having good record keeping when it comes to your financials just makes your life much easier. When you're looking for sponsorship, when you're looking for grants. Um, when you're looking for, um, you're doing capital campaigns, just making sure that you have good record keeping. So when it comes time for an internal audit or a federal or state audit, which can pop up and you pop up on you at any point in time, you have your things in check, you know? So, I mean, just being, just trying to be compliant in every aspect. A lot of states also have some reporting requirements for um, various entities, making sure that you know you're keeping up with those requirements as well. Because there are fines when you don't do your reporting, just like when you don't report to the IRS and you keep telling people you have a nonprofit organization and you don't realize that your IRS done closed your nonprofit organization years ago because you weren't turning in your 990s. You know. And that happens so often. Mm -hmm. And we just go by, we just do the work and we forget about that. Mm -hmm. you know? it's like, and then it's like, not just your 990, but some states require that you can state reporting. You're right. And you can be revoked at the state level and still think you're, you're passing by. You know, you're still thinking that everything's good. And then you find out that you're not even standing with your state. Mm -hmm. So you want to check to make sure that you're in compliance all the way around. And usually, if you're not in good standing with your state, that usually comes along with a hefty, hefty bill 
that you're going to have to pay to clear that up. You do not want to get in problems with your state when it comes to your entity. I have one person right now who owes the state $5,000, another person who owes the state $15,000. And it's just from some one simple thing, reporting. Starting these entities is not enough. You actually need to know what the follow-up procedures are that go along with them so that you can stay compliant. Okay. Um, I don't know. What other areas do you want to touch on when it comes to compliance? So we got to. So this is this is serious. So we're going to be talking to, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know. So I don't think you know. Other, I think today the finances was a, a good thing. Okay. Because tomorrow we're going to be talking about record keeping. Right. Yeah. That's where we always fall in the hole. You know, just kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, it's tomorrow, and then we'll go into programs and things more because there are compliance issues around programming and management, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that I think people should really, really get a hold of this early in the calendar year. Right. Oh, right now. now that you mentioned programming, one of the other things that we can bring in programming when it comes to the finances is usually when you have programs, you're getting some type of a grant to fund those programs. The grantor usually has some type of, re again, reporting um, that you have to do to them as well for them if, to sustain your grant, especially if it's a multi-year grant. So you want to make sure that you're um, following those reporting guidelines as well so that you can keep getting your grant. If you're not doing that, that's going to put a bad stain on you and you're not going to be able to get any more grants from that particular funder. Yeah, grant management. I mean, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that I also focus on is grant management. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been times, Tracy, where we've rescinded people's grants before they even get the check. <laughs> wow. <laughs> somebody who's a, um, a really good writer and they could write you up anything that you want them to write you up but when it comes to answering the questions because like you said a lot of grantors if they're giving you a certain amount of money somebody physically needs to speak to you right 
to really verify that what you put there is what's there. If you didn't even take the time to read over the grant application and um, familiarize yourself with it, then you can leave yourself in a situation where then that offer is, ends up being rescinded. So absolutely. So we have one person in here with us who is Andrea. Andrea, I don't know if you want to ask me. Okay, change agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide. And it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.